Welcome to Sefer Yoshua. We're the first parak of Sefer Yoshua, the Haftarah from uh, Simchas Torah, actually, and also the Haftarah of Azaz Abrocha. What's happening is, so we've talked about that Yoshua in many ways was the continuation of Moshe. He was his prime servant. Therefore, there's a vov connecting the Sefer Yoshua with the end of the Torah. According to some, Yoshua was the one who wrote the last eight psukim of the Torah as well. There's continuity, and therefore, appropriately, Sefer Yoshua starts with referencing Moshe's death. After Moshe's death, Hashem reassures Yoshua um, with a few things. Firstly, he guarantees him Eretz Yisrael. Remember, Eretz Yisrael is Yeshua's gift to the people, so to speak. Torah is Moshe's gift to the people. The moon, that is, Eretz Yisrael, is reflecting the light of the sun, that is Torah. Moshe, remember, is compared to the sun, Yeshua to the moon. Beautiful comparisons there. Hashem guarantees that there's going to be a similar relationship between him and Yeshua as he had with Moshe. And Hashem says to Yeshua, you're going to be successful in annexing the land, in other words, expanding land to Eretz Yisrael, which will also have the sanctity, the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. Hashem tells Yeshua, Chazak Be'emat, be strong, follow in the ways of the Torah. This is key to Klan Yisrael's success. We have the people being prepared to cross the Yarden, we have Reuven Gad and half of Menashe who have requested to live on the other side of the Yarden due to their duty to help their brothers in war, and they pledge to back that leadership. What's very interesting, if you think about it, is why were they allowed to live on the other side of the Yarden? I mean, Hashem's plan was take us out of Mitzrayim and eventually Vevesi bring us to Eretz Yisrael. How are they allowed to live on the other side of the Yarden? So this, like many other topics, depends on the background and context. You see, there's a very important machlokas as to whether Eva HaYaradan was technically part of Eretz Yisrael or not. That Transjordan land that Ruven Gad and half of Manasha lived in, is it part of Transjordan? Is it part, sorry, of Eretz Yisrael? Or not, halakhically. Um, this is a machlokas. There's a Rambam, there's a Rambam. The Rambam says it was part, perhaps, of the land given to Avram. If it's part of the land, then great, not much of a question. Even though initially the tribes were supposed to live in mainland Eretz Yisrael, maybe it's got a high level of Kedusha, but the Nitziv says because we wanted them all together, not separated by a river, fine, not a big request, fine. If, however, it's not part of Eretz Yisrael, as the Svarno says, the Rambam sounds like as well in a couple of places, so how could they request? How could they subvert Hashem's plan? The idea seems to be as follows. Cesar of Desla that it's all very well creating Kedusha from Kedusha, being in Israel and living a holy land, but creating Kedusha from a land which is not Kadosh, okay, there risk, you have to know when to apply it, that is a greater achievement. That is what they wanted. Further, however, Moshe then turns around and says, but you can't do that. This is way back in Parashas Matas Masai when they request it. He says, you can't do that. But Moshe didn't say you can't do it because Hashem will be you know, upset, it's the spies, it's the whole thing again, how dare you, and thunder's going to strike and lightning is going to strike. He says, because you're going to dissuade other people. That is the lesson. Even if you're doing things that are right for you, but don't forget the fact that it's going to have an impact on other people. It's going to dissuade others. You might, let's say, turn up to a shear every evening. And why even, one evening you have a valid excuse for not to. Great, that's you. But what about others? Are others going to learn that lesson? You may be involved in a project. And you might have a right to back out and maybe you should for you. But what about the impact on others? It's important to realize that we're part of a unit. We don't just exist as individuals. That's the first paragraph of Sefer Yeshua.